What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, November 22nd, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Last day of summer, Wednesday night, or Wednesday, and probably like the end of the season for the White Sox. <laughs> and the good Reverend K. Fitz. I'm just here to to de- to um, debut my new baseball-themed ASMR, Big Frank. Big fly, big frame, double in the gap. I don't know how you're going to follow that, Mitch, but NASCAR Mitch is here as well. <laughs> it's a sad reality when I realize I'm going to be paying more attention to the NASCAR playoffs and the White Sox in October. And that's something yesterday, and it's depressing. If you would have said that five years ago, I would have been like, yeah. that's no no shot, no shot. White Sox 2022, baby. I, gotta, I think that's in my bio on Instagram. Anyways... Uh, I think I put it there like three years ago. Um, as you can tell, that's where this show's going today. Um, so we're going to... Well, the Cubs have been dead for like six months. Yeah. I don't know, in all honesty, and this isn't like a like a teaser or like a lead-in to get you guys to... I don't know where I'm going with this tonight. I can get really fucking mad. I could just be like slap happy. I could be happy that like the pain is over. I don't know. I This can go in a lot of different directions. So tune in for my mental breakdown. Uh, all that and that's something. Let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. Can put it on the board, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Put it on the board. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications. So I don't even know what we would be pushing at this point. Chicago sports is trash. Tony uh, LaRusso <laughs> fired. The, the yeah. NASCAR playoffs. And we do have one NASCAR article on sports mockery with the Chicago street course race. There you, go. There, there. you go. There, there is one that slipped through the cracks. So. Yeah, I think we dipped our toe in that, that pond once and we didn't get a very the big... ratings. Didn't agree with it. So that was the end of our, if you NASCAR. ever want to um, look up on uh, Twitter, there's a, like a SMWWE account that lasted like two weeks. Although <laughs> you were here for that, although. Yeah, I think, the NASCAR account I, think, I think we had like live, like live attendance. So we had like credentials, credential, credential people out there. Yeah, I like to hear you say credentials again one more time. That was awesome. Credential. Cred- That's like me saying curmudgeon. I can't say curmudgeon. Um, so Come. sports mockery, sportsmockery.com. Um, mockery. It all came down to this, folks. Came down to a, a three-game series. Um. With the Cleveland Indians, uh, Cleveland was up four games going into the game on Tuesday night. Tensions were high. Definitely felt like um, 
playoff atmosphere, playoff vibes. Um, I don't, Mitch, were you at the game? No, no. surprisingly. Yeah, surprisingly. But um, I had the one against the Rockies. They lost three nothing, and I'm like, that's it. I just, can't anymore. Just watching it from home, like it was like appointment TV. Uh, White Sox had their perennial Cy Young Award winner on the the bump. Well, I don't know if that that dog's hunting anymore, but top three Cy Young finisher on the bump in Dylan Cease is a home game. Uh, the Guardians, I'm going to charge me a dollar every time I call them the Indians. The Guardians um, had a guy coming off his first start off the IR. You know, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good going into the game Tuesday night. I do not feel good anymore. It was an amazing game. Don't get me wrong. But as I was watching it, I don't think there could have been a better microchasm of how to describe the 2022 White Sox than that game on Tuesday night. The ups, the downs, the stupid errors, the dumbass plays, the redemption, redemption, the heroes, the villains, just everything. It just, it all played. It was like watching a fucking Disney plus special of like the, like review of I am going to get mad at this episode, just spoiler alert. Cause the more I talk, the more angry I'm getting of the 2022 White Sox, the most frustrating White Sox team possibly in the history of the White Chicago White Sox. It, it had that, but then you also had like all the breaks. Like you had the, the, the out call on uh, the Rosario play at home that where he was clearly safe. You had, I mean, you get the bullpen gives up the lead but then you fight back in extras after you give up two runs. You get to Class A, one of the best closers in baseball. Only six you feel ready to go, And you still lose. And, and they still, Jose Abreu. I, I think they, the most frustrating part, and this, I was thinking about this like the entire game, was the fact that it came down to this game, like Zoe said, and it never should have. Nope. The fact that it came down to this series means the season was a failure already, even if yep. they were to sweep them. Like, oh, it, yeah. it was pathetic. So, like, you know, you can blame the managing or Deakman or Lambert or whoever you want to, but it was the fact that they came down to a season or a series in late September against the Guardians. Like it's already the season's a failure right there. And as we record, it's part of the part of the reason for that, the building anger, just to be transparent with everyone, like we always are, is we're recording this on Wednesday night. It is now eight thirteen Central Standard Time, and the White Sox are already losing five to nothing to the Guardians. And it's not looking good. It's I mean, this might be it's, premature. It's galore. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, if this was a week ago, I'd be like, come on now. Yep. Let it rip. Mitch, Mitch makes a good point too, man. And I, you know, you hear this and okay. And this is, this is where people, again, people get just, they lose the message, right? You know, when someone says, Hey, you know, don't panic. And it's early in the season, you know, and they're like, Hey, it's you know, six to it's, zero. yeah, but oh God, don't hold it. Hold it. Dude. Um, but this the fact is, motherfucker, it's just kill. He's he's a pest as fuck. Um, solo shot does he even hit home runs? He's, he's, he's got five homers. He's got like well, he's got six now. But um, <laughs> but he's, 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 <laughs> if, if, anybody says, if anybody says games in the early season, games in April and May don't matter, they're stupid. First off, because this is exactly why they matter. But secondly, don't mistake like people saying we lost in April and May, and. You know, it, 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 you know, like basically the not, not, not the people that are saying it's okay to lose because I know it's never okay to lose ever, no. but it, there it does, you know, the ebb and flow of, of, of a season is, you know, 
up and down, playing poorly, playing good, paying poor. So like when you're saying, hey, hang on, it's going to get better. You're not saying it's okay to lose, but there are a lot of people that have said it's early in the season, you know, and, and don't mistake saying it's early in the season for it's early in the season. These mat, these wins and losses don't matter. Every damn win matters because right now, you wouldn't be in a dogfight right now if you just took care of the Royals in whatever May or whatever. Think about you know, four games, five games over the, over the long haul of not choking or shitting. What did they? Didn't they blow a six a six run lead at one point? Yeah. Yep. I mean, these, these things matter. It, it little things equal big things, no matter if they're in April or if they're in September, and they do. It's just they they get lost in the shuffle. But when you say it's early, I don't think a lot of people are saying it's okay to lose. I think they're just saying hopefully they can figure this shit out because it's not good right now. But those uh, games are busting you in the balls later on, like right now. The one that sticks with me that I was really, really pissed about, and people told me, calm down, there's still time, was when they got fucking just donkey punched by the fucking Diamondbacks. At home. At home. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. That was a horrible loss. Well, I mean, people, like the White Sox, they people tell you who they are, and you got to believe them. And everyone's like, oh, they're going to turn it around. Well, like, the White Sox, like, you, you could see there's offensive problems when they had got one hit against the Orioles and lost three games in a row at home. Like, they told you the base running was sloppy when they're running into the first ever eight, four triple play. You know, they told you the bullpen was bad when they're blowing these six run leads in the ninth inning. Like they told us who they were the entire season. And we were just waiting for a turnaround and it never happened. Like this is exactly who the white Sox were. And like you said, it was a microcosm of what happened last night. It's, it's exactly what this team's been all season. Special times, special <laughs> times. So I think every white Sox fan should be able to unquestionably be disappointed upset, frustrated, you know, if people are out there and they want to, you know, we'll look at the positives from the season, which there were, let them do that, man. Like let people react to this, how they want to. I'm already seeing some bullshit going on on like Twitter and Facebook and oh. all that shit. Like just let people do what they want to do to this shit. It's like, it's not, I'm in no capacity comparing this to like a death of a family member, but people fucking mourn differently, dude. Yeah, like people and deal with like people can be angry, dude. Like there's gonna be some irrational shit. I'm already seeing people saying like, "Yeah, hand Jose Abreu his papers." What the fuck? There's Holy a lot is, of wisdom here. Here comes Holy some wisdom. Are you ready? You ready for this? Is already happening. We want Jose. It's back. I know what that was? But, no, I, I heard it. I, 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 by playing it more doesn't make it better. <laughs> Um, Ozzy cries are already back. Talk about like, Ozzy Smith. <laughs> yep. It's already chanting that we want Ozzy at, at, at guaranteed rate field. But you know what the thing is? The two is just, think about this as the stages of grief, right? Everyone's going to go through their stages of grief differently. Aldo and I are very familiar with this over the last five to six years uh, with, with a high expectation Cubs team. There is some anger. There will be pain. There will be embarrassment. People will act like shit to each other. Some people might just pull off Twitter completely. You might get silence, but Everyone's going to go through this. It, you know, I mean, the sun do, still does rise tomorrow, but man, this shit sucks. And Aldo and I can, you know, one thing yeah, that we can man. say is that we've, we, we can empathize because this has been the Cubs since 2016 for us. And unfortunately, it really sucks because, again, like it's there was so much expectation this year for you guys. And, and these, these fans, unfortunately, everyone's going to have it's going to be a rough night in, uh, uh, in, on the south side a little bit. Um, but you know what? I mean, I feel like this was like a slow death. Like there is only, I don't want to say a small fraction, but it, like maybe like half a fan base that still thought that this was even feasible. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? It's I not think like all a, yeah. four of us, like up well, to said, like two weeks oh, ago. We're totally. Still, like, Despite all the flaws, the division was so bad. It was still yeah. up for grabs. You're like, okay, they have enough talent to overcome it, despite how poorly they're playing. Like it was. I mean, I. Yeah. I said I thought that Cleveland had peaked, and here's the thing. And I'm going to say this too, man. You got a uh, Terry Francona is a freaking manager, man. Um, and you saw it last night. You saw it last night when the White Sox gave up that third run or that second or third run. Instead of just saying, we got these guys right where we want them, he turned up the volume. He didn't just go for the win. He went to knock the dignity, not just out of that clubhouse, but out of that stadium, out of every fan that was watching. He turned today into a negative Nelly day from start to finish for everybody even associated with the White Sox by moving runners, getting guys going. God, I mean, Moncada was staring at his shoelaces on that third, still in third last night. Wasn't even covering the back. Wasn't even paying attention. He's too busy feeling sorry for himself. And it actually almost burned him because they got back to 10 to seven. They could have been within a base hit from tying the game up if they're still playing. But they they knocked what we always say in, in, in baseball terminology, they knocked their dicks in the dirt. And you gotta you you kind of have to appreciate what Francona has been as a manager and what he's experienced as a world champion. He saw blood. He saw blood in the water, and he said, F it, let's go. Let's put these guys away. He didn't just kill the king. He killed the king in front of the court by beheading the king. And this is the group that said that, is there anybody else even going to be in this division this year besides the White Sox? He went in there in, at guaranteed rate field and cut their head uh, off. Oh, six to one. There we go. Little y'all. Yo, Moncada. He's back. That was impressive to me. I, that's about Francona that makes him perhaps maybe eventually down the line a Hall of Fame manager. I don't know. Oh, totally. I think he's the best. I think you can make a case that he's the best manager. I'm not laughing at you, Fitz. I'm not. You're right about Tito. It's, he's going to retire after this year anyway, so fuck him. But uh, <laughs> there's, there's your just, win for a cause. They just yeah, I'm just laughing that. that Moncada just hit the biggest no point home run after um, being responsible. Well, that was like, like the eight five runs. home run uh, yeah. last night in the after they gave up the five spot. Uh, Kevin, adding oh, to that, adding to like the uh, Cleveland, like uh, just stepping on the White Sox neck. He did uh, the bat drop too. What a and then, <laughs> then place, bro. Did you guys see the bulletin board material that Elvis Andrews yeah. gave Cleveland last week? Yeah, and I I was buying. I was I was buying. I like all it. credit to Elvis for what he's done with the White Sox, and as a veteran, but as a veteran guy, I bought. Like it, I know so. you have to have confidence in your team. What did he uh, say? He said Cleveland's a young team. They're gonna fuck up. They're gonna crumble. We know. He said he was like it was something like we know they're going to crumble because they keep seeing that we're hanging or that we're yeah. getting close. He to preferenced them. it though. I mean, you need to. He said he goes. They are a young, inexperienced team. They haven't dealt with pressure like this before. They see us hanging around. They're gonna crumble. They're going to crumble. See, that's the thing is though. A veteran should know better that there's no such thing as context when it comes to bulletin board material, right. and. Here's the thing yeah, is, unfortunately, for Elvis Andrews, it's been so long for him in the last recent half decade where he's been on a team that even mattered that you anything that you said. You don't have to get anybody beefed up to play some of the bad teams he's been playing on the last couple of years. I think he's just kind of forgotten. He was just being forthcoming. And, and correct, though, you got to kind of watch your mouth a little bit because they're going to grab whatever they can grab. Like we've talked about before, baseball players will grab anything they can grab onto as inspiration. And that's something telling a young team that quiet down child child please that shit that doesn't go well with a young team with talent and a young team with talent's gonna go and say fuck you i'm gonna now i'm gonna break you oh man and that unfortunately and that's he's been so good like in everything that he's done and i'm not i would never put any blame on him for that but i think he just forgot he got so candid that he forgot he's been in a place where now actually every word is gonna get crunched and clipped 
if he's not careful and, and he just kind of slipped out. But it you know what the White Sox need to do? I think their move this offseason off season should be hire whoever Cleveland's pitching development staff is because they seem to pull out a pitcher every year like out of their ass, out of nowhere. They just kind of lose like three guys. And then Cubs just did that. So too Cubs. late. Damn. <laughs> Cubs just did that. Yep. Also, they, hired their, the, they hired their assistant GM. The Carter White Hawkins. Sox should take the Guardians' um, practice of only drafting people that are over six five. <laughs> just tall. Everyone, everyone on this team is just trees. ridiculously tall. Trees. That's all. I don't trees. know if it's a baseball team. If I saw this team like getting off a bus, I'd be like, "Oh, who the Bulls playing?" Like they're all like just tall dudes. Mackenzie always looks like a kid getting yelled at in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the mound, like he seriously has like that like pouting like yeah. He just threw a absolute BB past William Menez, and you would have thought like his mom just yelled at him or something. His body, yeah. Oh my god, I'm just this fucking team. But yeah, man. At at this point, obviously, like you just have to like tip your hat to Cleveland because against Terry Francona, great manager, the youngest team in baseball. They're gonna get absolutely fucking. I mean, they kind of gave you a piece, like the, the fact. But... Yeah, the fact they finished second in second place last year because I was thinking about that too, like. They had really no one last year either, and they traded a bunch of people at the deadline, and they still finished in second, came in second place. So maybe this year, they made a couple impactful additions, I guess, that no one really thought. With Quan and Mackenzie, really came out of uh, his shell. Next thing yeah. you know, first. What a depressing time, fucking Cleveland. I'm sorry, I'm responding to. I'm literally getting texts from family members asking if I'm okay. Are yeah. you? Are you though? My cousin George. I'm like, uh, you okay? I would. Uh... I feel like the phrase, well, it's a business, is going to become awfully familiar in White Sox Twitter this offseason. Meaning there's going to be some hard moves made. Do you think there's, they're going to make I, Okay, those? I don't think they're – I think they need to. I don't think right. going, there's a difference between what I think they're going yeah. to do and what I think they need to do. So you're calling, you're calling Jerry to give your weekly White Sox <laughs> advice. What are your tough moves? That you're making. Um, what's the first, yeah? What's the first tough move? Good question. I'm trying to get that 15 million dollar, 200 at batting average at third base off my roster. Oh wow! So are you are you are you hashtag done with yo yo? No, I just think it's that. Close. I mean, you want you just said you want them off your roster. How are you not done? Uh, it's not done. I'll still I can root for them on other teams, but I just feel like for the the money and for a team that's spent money just ridiculously it's like someone that's never had a dollar before winning the multi-million dollar scratch off and they just go out and buy like a fucking wave runner encrusted in diamonds or some shit like that you know what i mean like they just just the dumbest spending i've ever seen by the way Beef, it's up to i think it's up to 17 and a half million uh, next tweeted out like, oh yeah the the, the white Sox, whatever and it's just it's infuriating to look at their payroll Larry garcia 2020 uh uh, it's just like you look at these numbers and you're like, this is just fucking dumb. You have like, to, uh, they're gonna have to buy out Pollock for five million. Hopefully, um, I mean, arbitration for C's. I would Julius push back on that being dumb though, because when we they signed Moncada, that everyone thought he was gonna be a superstar, like he had that 25. No, so Rick Hahn's MO is sign people early, yeah, cheap. So it would, if he turned out to be a superstar, 17 and a half million looks like a great deal, right? And I guess I, I should have worded that better. I don't think the Moncada money's dumb, but I think it's money that can be moved. I think but it needs to be moved because of other dumb money. You, I mean, you know what? Right. I don't know how you're gonna move it though. No one's gonna yeah. take that. There's well, no guy. Mm -hmm. There's here's the thing too is 
you kind of have to look at the overall, like, I mean, you've got the minor league player of the year for the White Sox. He ain't ready yet, but that's a third baseman for you too. But it ain't there yet. So do you feel like perhaps moving Moncada, finding a way to have someone take that salary, giving him a start, maybe it would require maybe eating some salary, obviously from Jerry, which would probably never happen. But you can also, if you can find, I mean, honestly, you don't have to have mass production out of every single position. You need to have consistent production. And, mm. you know, having players like a locker room presence guys, like uh, I would say like a Ben Zobrist. I know I hate to use Cubs examples, but having people like that that can kind of play around the diamond a little bit, but really guys that are older veterans that are not going to be a problem in the locker room that in fact bring a good good positive juju and energy. You free yeah, up some yeah, salary yeah. there. You rob Peter to pay Paul a little bit. And you, yeah, you, you kind of clear up. You, I, I, you know, there's some, there are some good options on the left side of the infield this offseason yeah. even. I mean, so I mean, and and at second base, if you want to pay a little bit more, maybe you can get Trey Turner, you know, or uh, Turner to move, you know, shift over to second. But I'm uh, I'm still on the fence on what to do with Giolito. Uh, I'm trading Gavin Sheets. Before I do any of this, though, I'm Rickon by yeah, Kenny, so, Kenny Williams. You got to go. Rickon, oh, do you think someone that comes in now is going to blow this shit up because it's now it's their it's their thing? Like, how does that work? Like, I don't um, know. See, I somebody made a point today. And it's kind of stuck with me all day today as I was thinking about this. Rick Hahn has done a really good job of making Jerry Reinsdorf a fuck ton of money. Yep. When you think about it from that angle, the whole whole Rick Hahn is automatically gone narrative that fans have because they just see this shit product on the field. Oh, really? Wait, do Sox fans actually think that? I don't. Yes, oh, Have yeah. they not I'm been skeptical? Rick Hunt is going to be gone. I'm still skeptical. He's going to leave. I don't think Rick Hunt's yeah. going anywhere. Rick Hunt is think? not getting fired. I am sorry, White Sox fans. Rick yeah. Hahn is not getting fired. Let's do some odds. All right, odds that Rick Hahn gets fired and odds that – I'm just going to say Tony Russo doesn't come back because it could be – there's right. so many different ways that he could not come back right now. I don't so, think Tony Russo Odds for Hahn and then odds for La Russa coming back. La Russa. They get like two to three to one. We'll go three to one just to give the house some cushion, but three okay. to one. Yeah, I put it like Larusa one to two coming back. He's not right. I mean, he's not coming back. He's not. Coming. Rick Hahn uh, is not getting fired. I'm sorry, White Sox fans who believe this. He's he's been with the organization for like more than a decade. He's been the GM for more than a decade. He hasn't won shit as he makes the GM. Jerry money. He makes Jerry money. He yeah. knows how to make Jerry money. Yeah, I mean, he's, Kenny Williams, but he's still in the organization, yeah. too. He never even got – they just shuffled him around. And then people think they're going to fire Rick Hunt? No. Aloha Pete has been banging this drum for uh, probably a year now. They need to legitimately, however it happens, when they fire everybody, they need to bring in zero people that have a relationship with the White Sox organization. It needs to be 100% from the outside, just the same way that the Cubs brought in somebody that wasn't a part of the Cubs system. They were not all these like former players. And I'll get the fuck with the stupid former players bullshit. Move on. Find some new voices because 100-plus years of this crap and having minimal success, it's time to go outside of whatever you're banging your head against the wall too often. Go outside of the franchise. Go get somebody that brings in a brand-new a whole philosophy throughout the entire organization. Not just, I mean, Theo came in with the, what is it? What was his, what was his, uh, that's so cub or what? No, not, not that's so cub. But what is it? It was, uh, the cubby way. I think it was the cubby. Way. I don't know. He's got some weird catchphrase. Yeah. He came yeah. in like hit like Everflus, but whatever he came in and he's like, look, we're going to start from the bottom up and we're going to, we're going to build this franchise in that manner. And I hate to say this. And it's, this is the byproduct of having such great talent that the white Sox have had. And I think I've said it on here before. A lot of these guys, 
for the last two, three years of their baseball careers haven't been working to win. They've been working to get their reps in so they can get up to the show and start helping the big league club. They haven't played competitive baseball. They haven't played in championship races. They haven't been, you know, and that's what I love about what's going on with the Cubs right now. I think last night there were two Cubs farm system teams in a playoff game last night, if not more. And these guys are playing meaningful baseball right now, and they're learning how to play competitive. And now this is when all the gloves come off because now they get to play to win because now it's not about getting called up. It's just win the fucking game. And you're seeing guys, guy, Canary hit three jacks last night. Pete Cole Armstrong hits a homer for the, for South Bend. These guys are winning games in competitive baseball. And I think that guys like Luis Robert, Eloy, they came up so fast that they never, they were just getting their reps in to get ready to be up with the big league club instead of, Hey, let's compete down here and play some baseball. It was, you got your three at bats, go grab a seat. You're done for the day. Excellent. Go get your running in and, and we'll see you. Know, you're going to be in the show in a year or two. Relax. I mean, learning how to win is a huge thing that people overlook. I mean, the one winning team in Chicago right now, the Chicago Wolves, that's like their whole thing. Wendell Young has He's like, we're always trying to field competitive teams because whoever our NHL organization is that helps like the St. Louis blues. And they won the Stanley cup. A th- over a third of that roster used to play with the Chicago Wolves in Calder Cup Finals and all these playoff teams because, like you said, they always tried to field competitive teams in the minor leagues and teach the guys how to win early. Golden Knights, too. Yeah. yeah. And they were very good. Once they, uh, All the te- Hurricanes are a playoff team right now. That's their affiliate. Like It, it works with baseball, too. It translates yep. over. you got to teach these guys how to win. Winning's a mindset. Kind of Winning's a mindset. Being out there to play and to win, is, it is a mindset. Like If you have a loser mentality or just a I'm detached mentality, you're not going to be able to show up in these types of crunch time moments, you're going to actually, the, the stage will and the lights will be brighter and bigger than you ever imagined because you're so used to doing meaningless. It's not passionless. I wouldn't say that, but it's you're, they, they, they're not telling you to go out there and hustle. They're telling you to go out and get your, get your ABs in and then go grab a shower and get loose and stay healthy and develop. And instead of just let's develop both the winning mentality and your ability. So speaking of which, uh, Oscar Colas got called up to triple a, he had a hit last night and two hits tonight. He'll be up by next year. Yeah, it's like they they, they did that with Eloy too, like late, late, late season call up. He'll spend like the first month or whatever in the minors. Another reason why I think Sheets will get traded. Yeah, and so you you said it earlier. It's unfortunate that we have to have the conversation, two separate conversations of what needs to happen and then what you expect the team to happen. Because again, after this like gigantic of a failure, which it is, again we're talking about a team who was the big time favorite to win the division like top two three world series favorites entering the year and they're not even going to make the playoffs Luis um, robert was never on the cubs uh yeah i think he's, i don't know who that is probably thinking of eloy but uh oh, i said eloy and Luis robert uh, uh i was gonna say uh and then eloy and c's oh do we get another home goes, run uh, oh, no. almost uh and this just goes back to like the bulls thing with the white Sox. how we every single year we knew what needed to happen with the Bulls, but you you expect them to not do the the correct thing until they finally did. So you can't. Yep. You, it's the same thing with the White Sox. You know what they need to do, but you yep. you're not going to expect it until they do it. Do I think it's going to happen this season? No, because the history tells you that they just Jerry just loves his fucking guys and, and I mean, just keep in mind give, keep them around. As a as a White Sox fan, I don't understand what. Besides just like blind hope gives you the idea that it will change. You got to keep in mind last off season going into this all or nothing season that the Sox supposedly were going to, they gave money to fucking Larry Garcia. That was the only position player they paid. <laughs> they came up to a trade deadline, trade deadline in which 
there was massive glaring needs and a very frustrating failure of a first half of a season. Nothing. The same needs that you did in, in the offseason. Two years did in a row. Did nothing. Two years in a row. No, no. they made moves. They just didn't oh, pay yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, they traded for Kimbrell. That's true. They traded. And they I hope. Caesar um, I do hope that Tim Anderson comes back soon just to, you know, get some. Do you know? Season reps. I do. And here's why. I want to see what Elvis Andrews looks like at second base. At second? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think some team is going to get tricked by this uh, six-week uh, mirage by Elvis Andrews. Could be. I actually, yeah, I think that's a good point because he's he's on a heater. He's not this is he guy. like 35 years old? Yeah, he is up there. And he's literally on like one of the best hitting stretches he's ever had in his yeah, career. Literally. Yeah. You cannot expect but he has been fun to watch lately. The stealing of the bases, taking an extra bait. He's just see oh, the he's Sox, been excellent. Sox need like four or five of him on a team oh, to be competitive. Yeah. They need gamers, dude. I wouldn't even be opposed to bringing him back just because he's a solid fielder and he's smart and he brings like Elvis Andrews out. is what Larry Garcia is supposed to be, but by the way, they Elvis, paid, they already paid Larry Garcia the that's money. Fair. I think that's actually Elvis. the very first sentence. You extend, you keep, you keep him, and then you make that trade with Moncada. I think a guy like Andrews would be a fine third baseman. Uh, you need an off. They would need to do it early though, so he has an off season. Like, look, this is where you're gonna play. Yeah, yeah, you gotta learn. It. Sure, because oh, like you throw it in or, a I mean, that's gonna be tough, especially if you expect him to hit like he is. Learning a new position on top of it, that's. It's he's hard. earned himself. He's, he's earned himself some respect around the league, though. Too, he's going to actually probably his salary demands are going to actually probably elevate just based on he's been that's fantastic. What I'm saying, he's going to get tricked by this. Yeah, Although, yeah. Better, good for Elvis Andrews. Yeah. Although, you're better with contracts than I am. What can the White Sox do with Grandal? Mm. Try him out. Ho- hope he retires. Let's <laughs> uh, uh, Adam LaRoe. I mean, that's pretty much where we're at with it. Frame him. No one's, no one's going to go after him, man. Oh, I know, but it's just it's either. Cut ties and eat it, or yeah, Jeff I mean, Bluey. Bluey around. I mean, Sebby had himself a game on Tuesday, and Sebby's had himself a second half of the season. Seb, I did, okay, this, you know what? Pin will buff. Did I not? I was riding the Seb Savala hype train, and he's been a stud. Just saying. But. Yeah, I. <laughs> and and Mitch I, can't, right. I can't. I can't think of the first time name. for everything. Mitch I can't think of the kid's name. He's in. uh Triple A right now. They brought him up for a cup of coffee, and then they sent him right back down. Oh. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, catcher, supposedly pretty good. Perez, I think his name was something like that. Yeah, it's he's a Latina, but Carlos Perez. Carlos, I wrote like two articles about him too. I should know this, right? (laughs) But what I'm saying is though, if you can get that money off your books, you got two very cost efficient. No, workable options. (laughs) I I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to having Grandal. Just yeah, you keep him on the roster. I because I don't think. I think the knee thing bothered him a lot, which it clearly affected his power. He gets an off season, get healthy. It cannot be as bad as it was this year. Now maybe you cut back his reps at catcher, but like I would not that's be able to trot him back out there and split time and see if we can get his power back. But that's a really expensive DH you, platoon between him and say, I'd rather be paying him to be a DH platoon than paying him to be on someone else's team or sitting on his couch. Let's be honest though. You're really not hitting him over Eloy. 75% of the time. That's insane. Like, so you're paying this guy for 25% work, basically. You know, th- I mean, yeah. that, that money's dead, guys. The, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, at this it's, point, it is. It's, it's what Mitch money. said. Yeah. I do burn his it. knee is oh. healthy again, and he can come back and be okay. I still, to the day I die, will say that that was a good signing at the time. It was. 
It was. Like last year, I thought he was very good. Like his his August and September last season was one of the reasons the White Sox like it propelled the White Sox that second half of the season. That's when he came back. He had 24 home runs. They only played like a third of the game. If if you thought that that was a bad signing at the time, I need to see the tweets. I need to see the consistency. Tell me that you were critical of that pickup when it happened because when it happened, feels like it was like the massive W for the White Sox. It was like the best available free agent. And here's the thing too. He might've hurt himself early on in the season. And this is the shitty part for being a catcher. And this is the shitty part about the extended season of a baseball season in general, which is what happens sometimes, you know, for these guys, you get banged up early. You spend the rest of the season chasing the dragon, trying to get healthy. And there's just no way to get right until you get months off and months off. It takes months to heal sometimes on some of these injuries. And, Unfortunately for him, it looks like he got himself pretty banged up early. And as a result, he's been chasing the dragon ever since. And and when you're trying to fix your injury and you're trying to get your body to work, everything else is not in sync, whether it's your bat, whether it's your hand-eye coordination, whether it's your ability to... He hasn't been a very good defensive catcher. He's got some dumb shit that he's done on behind the dish. And all of this injury stuff has led to him trying to just... He's spending more of his, his energy and his mental focus on just being somewhat salvageable that once he gets to the offseason, he could very well come back next year and have a massive comeback year. That, well, and that, people, not out of line. And people forget, too. It's not like good hitting catchers grow on trees. There's not a whole lot of them out there. So people are, it's easy to say dump them. But who are you going to get that's like an actual significant upgrade from them? Besides Seb, of no, course. Saying, but like other than that. This, and you give this prize kid a go and you save a ton of money there and you go and. But what, well, that's the thing. You're, you're not going to save money, the money. Though. No, it's dead money. Yeah, you're not gonna gonna save the money. I, I would rather just roll, roll, roll the dice one more They're time. Not have a choice. Hey, do you guys remember when, when a catcher, so long as they were very good defensively, it didn't matter if they hit fucking 180. Yes. <laughs> New age. So New it's time to kind of maybe take the pressure off some of these. If you want good defense behind the dish, you're going to have to sacrifice at least. Not they're not as bad as pitchers. But if you want good defensive catchers, they might be the new pitchers, basically, when it comes to the offensive. Now, people are probably DHing for catchers now, the DHH. Speaking of which, you guys as Cub fans need to tell Buster Posey to chill out. Buster Olney? Chill out. Posey. No, Buster Posey. Oh, what's he saying? He's he's about to get a share of Giants ownership, and he said he's coming in fucking doors blazing. He's talking about all the free agents you guys want coming to the Giants. Buster Buster Posey is going to be a part owner of the Giants? They're talking yeah. about, yeah, bro. No wonder he retired early. They're putting <laughs> him in the front <laughs> office, bro. He said he's coming in guns blazing. He's like, I'm talking Aaron Judge. I'm talking yep. to fucking this guy. I got all these guys on the line. These are all As my well, boys. He should. I played with all of them. Somebody, somebody plows him over, though, right before he goes to talk to somebody. And he's for blocking gonna, the fight. Yep. And he's just going to Yeah. I mean, the Giants got some. The Giants actually managed their cap smartly and have a lot of money to spend. And Posey said he's coming in there, and he's just he's like, I'm working the Rolodex all day, baby. We're going to land one or two big-ass free agents. I can see I mean, Aaron Judge. They're going to offer, like, Aaron Judge. I can see that. Aaron, the Giants. Aaron Not to derail this entire, like, but I'm sick of talking about the White Sox for a second. I need a breath of air. Aaron Judge is the MVP, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Do you think it's not getting enough media attention? The fact that he's hit 60 home runs. Cause I heard a good point. Like some people are like saying like he's, this should be getting a lot more attention than it is. Then there's other, and I think I'm more on this camp now. Cause I'll be honest. I don't really care about it as much as I should. The last two like home run chases were been like tainted. So no one really gives a crap anymore. I, I, mean, I mean, I do. I don't give a shit, but I, here's the thing with, with judges, what he's doing right now is, is, 
it's it's pretty easy to write everything off saying, oh, well, these uh, Barry Bonds did it and these steroids. And said, but let's be honest. I mean, this, again, Eric Judge is a huge dude. And, you know, I, it, look, I'm just going to say this as someone that's no, I, I, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say this. <laughs> oh, breaking news. Uh, we have breaking news on the Pinnules and Ivy podcast. I still don't think that P, P, Peds are gone from baseball at any level. Banner here. Um, but I will say this it. Aaron Judge is built. He's got a piss in a cup every like two weeks. Yeah. Well, th- do you think that everything is technical? I know. So that's the thing is, it's just weird. It, there's there, everyone is always finding it, but I'm saying this: Aaron Judge is a freak. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't grow that big, you don't get that strong, and what he's doing is absolutely exceptional. I just don't, you know, I, I it's it's the best individual season. Again, he could win the triple crown. I mean, yeah. he could win the triple oh, crown. it's much more than just it's a home run season. Like he's yeah. he's like first in every single in a contract year too. He turned he out a con- big extension and he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to bet on myself. And he's going out and going to break the home run record. Here's my question. Now you can take away the steroid argument. Now, if we just go on a, whatever, take away the steroid. How many times has Aaron judge been intentionally walked this year compared to the year that Barry Bonds hit the incredible amount of home runs that he hit that year. He had a hundred plus at bats where plate appearances where he never saw a single pitch to hit. Because it was an intentional walk. And he hit, what, what was it, seven? What, I always forget. 70, was it 72? 73. No, 73. 73. So that's insane. But, I, I, you know, this is the big thing that everyone's doing right now. And, again, you can say Mark McGuire's on the juice and Sammy's on the juice and using cork bats, blah, 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 blah. But in the end, he's still he's breaking an American League record. So this is history, period. No matter what. This is history. Um, it's the Yankees. So it's even bigger because it's the Yankees. But... I'm more impressed with his how the fact that his his other facets of his game, how well they've been. And that's, you know, that's what really I think puts him over. I mean, the fact that, you know, Otani can pitch and hit, incredible. It's amazing. But Judge, he's checking a lot more of the boxes than just a slugger. And I think that that's actually important. He he gets on base too. Like he's not, mm-hmm. he's not, it's just, it's, it's impressive, man. And uh, you play MLB the show this year, Fids? Uh, I did for a little bit, and then because that's what they say every time Aaron Judge comes up to bat, and it's annoying as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I still have the video game. Say, Son of a bitch! The yeah, video game. They like say the every time they're like, he's not just a power hitter; he also hits for average, which they, makes they need to put more blah, than blah, like blah. two like lines for each player because <laughs> yes. it just gets repetitive every single time. Oh, but, and what Mitch said, you know, about like caring about it or paying more attention to it. There is a section of like baseball writers who have made it like, oh, he's going to be the real home run king. That's really put me off. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, it's Barry Bonds, guys. Like, yeah, he, he might have been juicing, but guys, that was fucking baseball. Sorry. Steroids yep. <laughs> don't hit a baseball. I'm sorry. That's couple, couple so that, that kind that. of put me off on yep. like everyone being like, oh, One. Aaron Jones is going to be the real home run king. One, Shut the all the pitchers in that era, juicing out of their minds yeah. too. Two, I don't care. <laughs> How many roids you take? That hand-eye coordination to hit a fucking ball breaking like sixty-five degrees downward at fucking ninety-six miles an hour and put it fucking four hundred feet the opposite direction. By the way, this Aaron is coming- Judge is, Aaron Judge is doing this in an era where Major League Baseball is openly campaigning against pitchers by oh. changing the baseballs, taking away the sticky stuff. Pitchers are at the least advantage they've ever been. Yes, they're more talented, sure, but they have been chipped away and chipped away. And Aaron Judge is doing this against the most restrictive environment for pitchers in the game's history. I was actually going to go the other way. 
Aaron Judge oh. is doing this in an, in a, the, the new era where like MLB changed the balls again. The balls are in humidifiers. Like like home runs are way yeah, down yeah. this year. Like what I'm saying that, but they're doing it. But well, yeah, and he's doing it in an era where they're literally dumbing the game. They're 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 killing it down for pitchers. They're By making the way, it harder for pitchers. Uh, it's hitter friendly era. So good job. You're hitting it in an era where they're actually trying to make things harder for the pitchers when it comes to their substances. And how to they front of the show, Healy Six's point, the Giants definitely need pitching. So Buster needs to trade for Lucas yeah. Giolito. Look at the rosters, though. Who can you get from the, from the Giants? I just had their prospects up. Fuck, I just closed it. <laughs> okay. I want to ask, I want to ask Kevin and dark. you guys, too. So <laughs> if the Cubs are actually going to, it appears as though, again, they're going to have some interest in some of the big free agents. Mm-hmm. We've all been focusing on the, you know, the four shortstops. Uh-huh. However, I know where you're Aaron going. Judge is gonna is obviously gonna be a free agent. Would you rather go after Judge oh or God. one of the shortstops? I'd rather go after Judge and Rodon if he opts out and no, call it a day. And we'll be happy. We can move. Are we, are we getting back into what you think they should do versus what they'll actually do? Or oh, you mean spend? Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's like in the middle now because. Again, no. I don't. I'm not in. I'm not in the front office. I, I don't know the conversations, but from the early reports, from the rumors, they're supposedly interested in at least one of the top free agents. Yeah, they're, they're going to spend. It's just not going to be as much as people want. Like it's gonna like they will spend some money. They like they can't not get some sort of free agent. It's just not going to be. Near the amount, yes. Guys, we're hearing the same exact shit out of the Cubs front office and their leaks and their water carriers that we heard exactly 365 days ago, right now. We're in on Carlos Correa. Remember when the White Sox (laughs) said the the money will be? I know we make fun of them, but they were never in. They were never in. The money will be spent. Three-year deal. Yeah. And we're waiting. (laughs) I didn't hear that. I'm not frozen. Exactly. Oh no! I said uh, it seems like the White Sox. When technically they're not wrong, the money will be spent, and they spent the money. It was just a three-year deal for Larry Garcia and mm-hmm. a bunch of bum fucked relievers. Yeah. Well, well, the good th- the good news is is that after this year, you're gonna have to revamp the bullpen again. Yeah, that's so. That's good. Yeah, that's gonna go over. Look forward to swimmingly <laughs> with the fan base. Ugh. Really quick, before we get too far away from the Aaron Judge thing, I just want to point this out. You Cub fans are not going to like it, but I would argue that I think Albert, I'm following Albert Pujols chase to 700 closer Much than awesome. I am Aaron Judge. Yes, like, I agree. People don't realize how hard it is to hit 700 home runs. If you hit 25 a season, which is a lot, like 25 home runs, a decent amount of home runs a season, for 28 years was so how many years it would take you to get to 700 home runs. Like that is incredible, the fact he's so mm-hmm. close. Sorry, I just had to get that out there. No, no I, I agree with you, Mitch, because I think it's only it's it's only like what five guys who have more than seven hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't I mean, want it to 60, go. Sixty hormones has been done like close to ten times. Now. And I also I, want to say I want, that I want to go back to that conversation we had on here about I want to find we need to find that and clip it and see what we remember when we talked about like what do you think will he or will he not get to seven hundred? I think it was just like was this last year even that we were doing we haven't we had that debate it might have been a I'm year ago. Sure I like, said, yeah, but yeah, I, 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 really, if you go, yeah, please make sure. Please make sure that one bald turd guy doesn't get the ball if Albert does it while you're in Milwaukee. Yeah, elbows up. Will, elbows I will, up. I will, I, will come to, I will drive to Milwaukee, Healy, and bail you out of jail if you need to. But do oh, not wait, let speaking that guy of, get the ball. Another air judge thing. I'm glad you went this direction. 
there's no way you're just giving him the ball for a couple autographs, right? Bro, yeah, yes, you are. That's 50 I, grand minimum, man. Dude, I mean, it's like no, I actually think 100,000. Now, what those guys did is the right thing. They're just a couple of schmucks who happen to be lucky enough for the ball to land in their lap. Like, it's his accomplishment. You give him the ball back. You, you get your photo. I think they did the right thing. I hate all these people. They're like, oh, no, I'm holding out all the money. It's like, here's I the thing, They did it because they're diehard Yankees fans. They said he's done so much for the organization. Aaron Judge has been re- ready to leave New York for like a year. He doesn't give a shit about you. So, I guess. I'm giving him the ball back. I, I mean, you don't want to be like that Zach Campbell guy that's like holding Bro. the ball hostage from a rod. Like you just Bro. look like a douche, and like, or you'll be like with that jackass in Houston where they covered him for like forty-five minutes. Oh, what's he gonna get in his negotiation? Like, that who gets crap? That was and the worst. Mitchell, it's, Mitchell, it's, it's I'm accomplishment. Gonna... Give him his ball. They'll give you an autograph or something in return. Like you know, they got a oh, man. I think they got I'm a good trade out of it, and they look like good honest. dudes. Now. I'm gonna be honest here, and it's totally indicative of my character. If Chris Bryant hit <laughs> the home run that broke. The home run record. I'm gonna tell Chris, buy me a fucking house, motherfucker. I'm not I was giving gonna you say these- minimum. Like, hey man, uh, I can pay I off my house here. with this. Yeah. Come on. So I, here, I here's what I'm gonna do. This is what I would do. This is what I would do. So first of all, Mitch, to your point, there's the right thing to do, and then there's the smart yeah. thing to do. This kid did the right thing, but he looks like a complete dumbass. But and he did a thing. What I would have done. <laughs> And you said that the ball just landed in his lap. It's no different than just buying a piece of paper that has the right random numbers on it. It's the same fucking thing. Or a helicopter but, ball drop. So the ball drops. So I have this ball. I tell the Yankees, I want to talk to Aaron Judge about this ball. I go see Aaron Judge. I say, hey, bro, here's what we're going to do. You give me some signed balls, signed jersey. We'll take a picture. Great for the photo. You're not touching this ball unless you transfer me fucking 100K right now. And Nobody another, you'll need to know about it. Another no twenty press, no media, no nothing. And we can make this get ugly. I'll get ugly with this bitch. Bro, I'm talking about my fucking student loans. My kid's going to school. <laughs> I'm talking, this is winning the lotto, bro. This oh. is catching lightning. Did they the really lotto. want the ball that bag that? I feel like he'd just be like, go fuck yourself. I yeah, heard, you're not I getting your autograph. I'm, you know, you wait till I hit 63 ball. this year. That ball will be and worth it. And I would say, it's I like said, all right, well, it's okay. You can just get your 60 home run ball next year. And that's a shack. Yeah, no, I ain't paying no dollar for no coke. Then you don't get no coke. That's fine. I heard this from the the Barso Chicago guys, and it was like, uh, I mean, if you really love the Yankees, be like, hey, I'll give you the ball after you resign with us. Ooh, <laughs> there you go. That's yeah, that, 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 that was the, now now he's a hero. Yep. Now, yeah, yeah, now it's like, like, hey, all right, I'm not asking for from, money, but come back. <laughs> he went from nice guy to dumbass to like hero. You know <laughs> yep. what I mean? Like, you're, have to pay for dinner ever again in New York. Ever. You're an absolute legend if he pulls that off. All right, man. Mitch, new scenario though. Let's let's say Judge goes crazy because I mean this was the sixty home run ball, but let's say it's number seventy four. Are you still just giving it to him? I'm just gonna hand it over. He well, becomes the home run king for a single season. Sixty just like, years. Well, since I'm not a Yankees fan in this scenario, <laughs> then maybe I would try and milk some more out of it. But if it was like Jose Abreu, I'd be like, thank you. For all you've done, this is your accomplishment. You know, maybe float me, you know, float maybe some season tickets next year, maybe, you know, and then you. Uh, dude, minimum of lifetime. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Minimum lifetime. Yeah, minimum lifetime. <laughs> minimum <laughs> lifetime. I don't know if I could tolerate a lifetime of sorry. I went to like 20 this year and minimum. I've had, like, it was bad for my mental no, health. No, here, bro. Minimum lifetime, and you have to make them transferable so I can sell half of them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now we're cooking. Now we're working. 
you've got your, your uh, an heir an heir to season tickets for like lifetimes. As long as they're in Chicago, they don't oh, move to like Judge Chicago walked and they pitch ran for him in a fourteen to two game. Oh, that's just not that's not what the fans want to see. But that's kind in, of coward. In Healy's case, friend of our show Healy, there. If I drove up to Milwaukee to watch Pujols and he hits number seven hundred, I catch it. I don't know why, but I feel like I'd have a different attitude towards getting. I'm putting that shit in my prison wallet. That's going right in my prison. Oh yeah, wallet. no, if like Healy as a Cubs fan, like. Just like us, Kevin. And Just it's the pool hole 700. I am keeping that for as much as I can get. Uh-huh. It's going right in the prison wallet on the way out of the ballpark. No one's fucking with me. It's coming out with doo-doo. It's done. Like, Albert, done. great career, man. Great accomplishment. I got to mm-hmm. get paid, too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Albert. Yeah. He's giving me enough torture. This is, this, is in, this is in lieu of me suing you for mental and emotional damages. Like, hey, hey, I mean, uh, you're wearing the Just Fields jersey. Like, I put in so much hard work being a Cubs fan all these years. I've been hurt so much by you. It hurts hurts worse for you than the players, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I think I just had a genius idea. If I was you, Healy, and I was going to a game in which Pujols could possibly hit number 700, I would go over to my son's toy chest over there, and I'd get one of his T-ball balls. You know, like the soft, like, whatever instructional balls. I bring it in my pocket to the Ooh. game. So when the ball's coming in the general yes. facility, I take it, throw it, distraction ball, Ooh. let the idiots fight over that. <laughs> I take 700 under the shirt. I'm out the door. Did you see four. Ricky Mantle's baseball card just sold for $15 million? Four D chess. Four D chess. That's four D. All it chess. is is just bringing a baseball in your pocket. Like, and it, but you have to make sure it's like not like a. Like it has to be like a completely like super fake ball, which would make it even funnier if someone's like they fight for it for like now. Like, I got it, and you're like push in with your thumb, dumbass. And he pushes like, it. In, moves they're gonna try it. They're like this is the guy that caught it. They're like looking at it like wait a second, you're this not getting bad after all. I don't know why this scenario is so funny to me. Have I told hilarious. you? Have I told you? I was at the I was at in San Diego when Barry Bonds tied Hank Aaron. Oh my god. Did you have a distraction ball with you? No, but I'm telling you right now, everybody <laughs> in the ballpark, and we were in the we were in the left field like concourse kind of area. So we were not in the bleacher bleachers, but we were near the it was the left field bleacher, so there's no way he's gonna pull the ball towards us, right? But everybody that was in that area and felt like had you could see they would have like lumps in their pocket. Everyone had fucking decoy balls, not the decoy <laughs> balls that you're thinking of. Like the kind where they're like yeah, I'll trade you. Oh, yeah, sure. Take that. I'm gonna keep the real one. Like they were fucking like it was. It was. Oh man. I'm and then of course, though. when you hit the home run, there was like 70 dudes out on the concourse where it's private, calling oh. their dads, crying. Like it was. It was actually. I am literally in tears, laughing at this scenario of some dude fighting for a baseball in like a Royal Rumble. Like, and you gotta imagine it's gonna be in like. People are going to be like biting and call. it's going to oh. be like an NFL scrum, and people are going to be <laughs> like gouchy eyeballs and shit. This dude comes out thinking his life is set, and he just pushes his thumb in. And it's a um, do you guys want me to tell ball. you what happened, or just keep the fun times going? Hey, you turn, turn, off the turn off the games, though. Turn off the games, though. Nailer in the coffin. Fun like fact a, about home run balls: the Kirk Gibson home I'm run. I'm just going to go ahead and say Nailer it. Home ball? Josh Nailer just looks like a guy that smells. Yeah, he just looks. Yeah, like he probably just looks like probably, he smells, and he looks like he has gives the sweatiest handshakes at all times. He looks like he sits on his couch with a dip in, spitting into a like a plastic cup that then he puts in the dishwasher and then uses as something he drinks out of later. I am literally going to dance on Cleveland's grave when they get fucking mud stomped in the first round of the playoffs. Clip that.
go ahead, please clip it because Naylor, <laughs> Naylor just did the bye 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 to the to White Sox fans as he crossed home plate. Yeah. Oh, did he really? Yeah. They're uh, fucking teabagging now. Yeah, I turn, I it's deserved though. Like All this shit talk the Sox have done. They were a nobody for the entire off season and into the season, and now they've been told that they are a nobody, and now they are. It's just on the Naylor. Court. It's not the, the. It's not Cleveland as a team. It's Naylor. He's the only one. He's the AJ Przinsky. Yeah, he's the AJ of the Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. He's like head button dudes too. It's like ugh. yeah. But again, to review, he looks like he smiles and gives sweaty handshakes. Sure. But anyways, what were you saying about Kirk Gibson? Yeah, home run so ball? the Kirk Gibson home run, probably the most valuable home run ball in Los Angeles history. Oh, arguably like the greatest sports moment in Los Angeles history. Nobody knows where that home run ball went. They could never find it. They were looking at the tape to try and find like who caught the ball. They could never confirm who has the ball. So to this day, no one knows where that ball is. Why when specifically was my sock somewhere on the West Coast again? When did he live on the West Coast? My sock Why would you keep that a secret? Though? Uh-huh. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, and so that they were like going through like how, 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 how do you verify it? Carbon dating? Like, how do you verify or, that that's or, this far along now? At this or, point? You can't. No, like, no one's just no one's gonna know where it is. Or yeah. the guy did exactly what I said I would do with Aaron Judge, and he went and made a backdoor deal with Kurt and was like, Yeah, dude. I'll give you this ball back. Give me 50 G's or whatever year it was. I want to know how to 50 G's and was like, yeah, here it is. No one needs to know. Story's over. Chris probably got it in a fucking case on his mantle. Dan, I'm not making fun of you. I just have to know how this looks um, on our uh, podcast. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's huge. That's a, that's a large comment. I'll do a dramatic reading. Yep. It was over last night. They know it. We know it. It really never got started, though, did it? I appreciate the good punctuation, Dan. They just couldn't stand to be over 500 at any point until the last two weeks or so. I think La Russa was a big problem and tons of injuries. If Jimenez and Roberts can stay healthy and we magically get a decent bullpen, we can win the whole thing. But that bullpen is solely responsible for more losses than any other player or group on this team. He's not wrong. A lot of right things. And, and nothing in... <laughs> Sir, nothing in your rambling. <laughs> He's not. Nothing's wrong there. I mean, the Larusa stuff's opinion. Part part but, of that is the starters own a little responsibility. They don't go deep into games. There is like Johnny outside Johnny Cueto. People do not go very. They they don't go deep into yeah. games, and that and whole I mean, thing got worn pretty thin early in the season. And also, if the White Sox don't publicly fire the entire training staff, I will be. I will call this offseason a disappointment. Well, they already they, fired the training staff, though. Like, did I? Yeah, did they? Don't they have that lawsuit? That was do like, it again. It was discriminatory. That's Michigan State. No, oh, it's yeah. White Sox. No, 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 no. Yeah, the White Sox are getting yeah. sued because. Although at like, some point, you know, the guy's a homosexual. He said he was treated unfairly because of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but even before that, didn't they? I think they just no. revamped the training staff too recently. I don't know. At some point, these guys got to do some work during the offseason. Like Scott Pasednik was on a podcast and was saying the same thing. Like his best season when he was getting old is when he hired a personal trainer uh, on his own and then came back in the best shape of his life. And we heard that a lot. With like, Carlos Rodon, perfect example. Guy that always got hurt. And he was the first one to admit, like, after he had that breakout year last year, he's like, yeah, like I, I took my offseason a lot more seriously than I have in years past. And what do you know? His body didn't break down as quickly as it usually does. So I think at some point, like these Yohan Mankata of the world, you better start doing some more stuff over the offseason. I I do anticipate a lot of 
ricochet shots, meaning a lot of people just getting fired. So the White Sox would be like, look at we're we're firing people. Like Frank Frank Manchie's gone. Yeah. Probably some other somewhat else that has to do with hitting gone. For some reason, I I still feel like Ethan Katz is safe. Yeah, no, he is. Larus is not coming back. They'll move McEwing back to a different coaching position. McEwing, yeah, McEwing, McEwing's going to become like a bullpen catcher or some shit like that. <laughs> uh, we'll move over to third. No, the, they'll keep Daryl Boston because I need, I've read so many interviews over the course of the season about how they all love Debo. Uh, Debo I love Debo. Debo. I like Debo. Debo's fine. He, there, there's been some egregious base running at first base. They steal a lot of bases, though. Or no, no, no. They don't get caught stealing bases. That's the, yeah, because they don't You know what's do it, funny? Ever. I remember <laughs> one of the last Sox Fest I was at, NBC Sports had some stupid thing where they like pick some random contestant out of the count. There's like doing like a side game with like Daryl Boston or whatever. We were writing mm-hmm. some shit on like whiteboards. But I remember talking to him afterwards for a little bit and we were asking him like joking, like, oh, like what's the steal sign or, or whatever? And he's like, ah, it doesn't matter. No one pays attention to the signs anyway. And at first I thought it was a joke, Uh-oh. but you watch the base running this year. It's like, you know what? I'm starting to think that's feasible. Debo yeah. might not have been lying there. Like how many? Th- there's been like two or three times that come to mind where like guys were just like caught in no man's land off first base, misreading fly balls. <laughs> no, and shit. Well, that's got to be Debo's job to just be like, get your fucking ass back here. Like, uh, Joy Mack. Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, seriously, like. Although he did show great reservation last night. He, he I, mean, I even messaged you guys. He actually, he held yeah. up in that big situation to keep the bases jammed instead of like trying to force something. Cool. Yeah, did, like, that's what I think. Find to learn a lesson there, but then yeah, cool. You know all those games early in the year that you say yeah, do all matter. Those games where you just getting guys yeah. thrown out by a mile. Yeah. When they, the White Sox lead the the league and guys getting thrown out at home. Re-enter Grandal. Yeah. Um, those, just like just like you say, it's it's still early, and those games early in the season matter. So do poorly coached wave around, wave them around, Wendell kind of moments. I think Sox, I'd say five or six games probably well, this year. I guess I shouldn't say I think what should happen. There should be <laughs> yeah, like a like a Game of Thrones wed, red wedding style. Red like and they oh, should just dude, be like, oh, oh, they need Yumper, a clean no, house, dude. Hold like, on. I know Yumper's not watching this because he's at his Illuminati meeting um, with the the Freemasons or whatever. But uh, yeah, we're like, oh, and it's also how you catch a pass and to give a symbol that you're in a special society. But um. Jumper, if you're watching this, we need a red wedding white socks video because he is the king of putting these together and putting yeah. perfect. Uh, or I oh, just thought about yes, you have the same app. I just thought about this player, and I know I mentioned, uh, you know, I think that Elvis Andrews is gonna, I mean, good for him for having this great stretch at the end of the year. Uh, and you know, Sox fans wanting him back or not. What is your take on Johnny Cueto? I, you I, I throw Johnny Cueto at least a, a two-year deal. I think you got to make him an offer, but I think that's another guy where someone is gonna pay overpay him, and because I don't, I think it's almost like Lance Lynn this year. Where I still think Lance Lynn's a good pitcher, but he's not gonna have like. There's gonna be some fallback, I think. From Cueto's a guy you give a one-year deal with a team option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can, I think that team's gonna overpay him. Because he, he doesn't give a shit. Like Quato's like he's. I love Quato. Like I, I know he was a giant, and then when the Cubs played against me, it was annoying. But I love that dude. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he he varies his deliveries. I love that he just he's like I'm gonna get out. He's somehow. the Elvis Andrews of the pitching staff, really. Like he's, it's exactly what he was for that starting rotation. 
That's a great comparison. Great Yumper, comparison. Yumper, you got to make the Red Wedding video. They don't got one on uh, the uh, The other question I had, uh, I already talked about uh, Tim Anderson. There's still no – was he supposed to be back this week? Or have they said anything else? No, I think it's going to be another – I mean – Cairo, Cairo said today he's definitely coming back. He just he goes okay. to see him live pitching. It's just a comfort thing, and I'm guessing now that it's it's over. Over. Those Are you guys at all shots. concerned about Michael Kopech? Yes. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you'd be stupid to say no. Because what was, was it? A shoulder or right shoulder inflammation again? Like homeboy needs like an IV of ibuprofen like daily. <laughs> The inflammation is unreal, but it's a right. The worst thing about that was Rick Hahn is like we have no long term concerns. It's like, oh well, long term concerns. Herb, Herb and uh, Herb and Sean last night on on the on the Chicago post game. Uh, that she, it, how do we say it? Is it what do we what CHGO CHGO post game last night? Uh, they actually asked the same question about you know just do you even bring Tim Anderson back at this point? Like yep. especially if they lose tonight, like do you make is is it? And so it was a, it, it was an interesting discussion actually. Um I so say I, yes. I say you shut down Luis Robert. Like if yeah. you have to tie him to the fucking chair, you tie him to the goddamn chair. He's just you have to protect that kid from himself at this point. Um, oh, he's still, he still almost hit a one-handed home run last night, which <laughs> I would have went ballistic if that stayed fair. Uh who just hit a homer? Nah, you like him off the wall. Another metaphor for the season. Um <laughs> 309 though man that's pretty Eloy, Eloy has definitely been one of, if, if we want to start talking about plus and minuses yeah it's I mean, a plus. the obvious plus is cease another obvious plus though is not only not <laughs> only Eloy's second half hitting statistics but the fact that he is finally seems like he's comfortable as an everyday d8 right remember what everybody's like yes. oh but he's well, not no, but he said it as the for the field he won't focus here no shameless plug he fucking said it kevin like yeah he said he goes i if i don't play the field i'm not no, no, i'm making fun of game. eloy like dude yeah. Yeah. Stop. Fuck you. <laughs> shut up and play like that's <laughs> now, a perfect example of a coach being smarter than the player player realized hey if i don't do it people are going to hate me anyway so i might as well swing it oh i can swing it oh cool and I don't feel bad. My body's better. Socks okay, cool. come back. You keep it. Eloy, if Eloy stays healthy, and that is a huge if at this point, but like the middle of the order with Vaughn and Eloy for the next couple, three years, like there's that. that is there as is. good of a duo that you're going to have in the middle of the lineup. Is that there, is, there is positives to the season. And for the love of fucking Christ, Jose Abreu leads the goddamn league in hits. Yeah, people are I, acting like he was just dog asses. He didn't hit any home runs. Who no one on the team shit? hit home runs. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? He's supposed to have like five other guys around yeah, yeah. him that can hit home runs. I know. And it's, he's the only one that stays healthy, too. Yes, he plays every game. Do you think, I huh? think we, he's I think improved drastically in the field, and he leads the league in hits. A yep. couple weeks ago. He so loves this team. He's like the sunrise and the sunset, death and taxes, man. Every time. What is this deal going to look like? I know we talked about it already. Like, I think it's going to be like a one and one. Like 16 maybe. year, 16 million, uh, 16 year, Jesus. 16 million, uh, I think club option. Yep. I say club option years. with a no trade clause. Well, he doesn't have to worry about it. Never mind. He's got. But five, I just. It, five and ten. Never mind. I'm an idiot. It just drives me crazy, though, how many people are just like. Oh, got to make a tough decision. We're getting rid of uh, Bray. You got to let him walk. Right, because. People- <laughs> they're only saying that because like well sheets we have to keep sheets it's like no, no. <laughs> we don't have to keep no. sheets Sheets is expendable like, there's yeah. 300 sheets in triple a right now like you do I not have to keep a break 
I 100% believe that since I joined this podcast, all I've heard from like one contingent of White Sox fans when I started actually paying attention was get rid of a brave. Like it's been like, he's washed what up month was it? every year. This is like 2000. What month what, no, what, no. good. Well, he's I'm not asking what year. So that would be November or December of 2019. I think it was when, I don't know when did I joined the podcast, 2018 or 2019, I can't uh, remember. but no. So you joined the winter meetings, I think 20, 2018, 18? it was 2018. Yeah, when it was Harper signed. Um, yeah, no, but the reason I'm asking what month, fits because it happens like you said like taxes the sunrise and the sunset <laughs> Abreu, starts the, Abreu starts the year slow and a bunch of White Sox fans start ripping off the he's washed takes and then all of a sudden after the all-star break he plays like he normally does and he ends up leading the league in hits or winning a fucking MVP or <laughs> yeah. just Mickey like, Mouse. he's you a know. quieter person okay. he needs the warm weather he spends his off seasons in Florida like it's got to be warm for him. He doesn't like do cold know, Do you know who also knows that Abreu really brought it on late? My playoff opponent last week in our fantasy baseball league because I have Abreu. Sorry. Uh, uh, I was just bringing that up. Where the points don't matter because there's no money. Um, <laughs> it's true as well. I don't even think my opponent's starting any players this week, actually, in the semifinals. But, but all yeah, the Abreu whole- was so bad early. And then I'm just saying, like, with his production, seeing him in fantasy every week, it's like it's it was doing this, like, the whole yeah. time. It's, it's like that's what he does every fucking year, though. It's just yeah, he is gonna rock out with the Astros. You know what? How about the Cubs? We need a deal. That'd be the only guy, time I like actively root for an Astros player. Well, true, really well. Wherever Jose Abreu goes, I will be a fan. I, I can honestly say that's a new thing. I, I, I the only team that it would like hurt my soul is if Jose Abreu went to the Twins or the Guardians. I was gonna say, well, you know who needs some power hitters or at least some really good production offense. Every from their every DH team, spot. every team in Major League Baseball Please. can use Jose Abreu. Uh, well, yeah, but, I mean, I, the defense is actually underrated. It's gotten a lot better each year. Like it's not great. He's never gonna be a Gold Glove winner, but like that's a very serviceable first baseman. Yeah, the man, the man loves this team. Actually, genuinely loves this team. Loyalty that you do not see in professional sports at all anymore this man loves the team he says the white Sox saved his life getting him out of cuba he actively recruits for this team he's taking less money for this team he told better players he told uh, jerry if he doesn't sign him he's gonna sign himself like this man say, is loyalty that is very 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 rare in any professional preach. sport but what if jose Bay loves just the white Sox so much away. he's like i love you guys but i have to let you go i i would get it Literally, whatever team Jose Abreu goes to, I will, except for the Twins and the Guardians, I will be a fan. Even if he's, he goes to the fucking Astros or the Yankees. Oh, God, the Yankees have one hurt. But I'll still root for him. I will still root for Jose Abreu. Is no it going to be? It's, I mean, if he does go, it's going to be weird, right? Like the Frank Thomas when he was like with the A's. Weirder. The I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Weirder. I think for me, it, it, for me, it would actually. So Frank Thomas, I was young. Mm-hmm. You know, like it didn't. I didn't really understand like the. Uh, like just what was going on to the point where I understand it. Like now. you didn't I mean, have you didn't have the everyday fandom of. Like, I've literally know. watched Jose Abreu's entire career from yeah. day one to right now, like, and I've heard the interviews. I've seen how this man talks about this team. When he hit the hit in extra innings, I was like literally overcome with like elation because I was like, "Fuck yes!" If anybody was going to do it, it was Jose Abreu. 
And I'd be fucking pissed. And it's just, that's what makes me mad when people are just like, oh, well, we just got to get rid of Abreu and we'll move on. Bro, like. Like literally I mean, carrying. What was the, one of the biggest complaints this year? It's like, this team doesn't look like they care. They don't show any effort. They don't have, like Jose Abreu could never question the effort. He would no play way. hurt. He like actively looked pissed in the dugout when they weren't doing anything. Sure, he's not the most vocal guy, but like he gave a I'm, shit. I might buy a Jose Abreu jersey right now. Think about this too. How many people like don't realize like they don't appreciate the fact that the sun rises every morning and sets every night consistently and we don't all die. Jose Abreu is that kind of guy. People don't appreciate consistency. They 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 just don't. It's it's it I guess it's too easy for them to embrace. This is the same reason why you see players uh in in sports just in general that are the consistent ones that get overlooked by their fan base because they're just the same every year they're they're that consistent and they take it for granted i mean jose abreu is taken for if you don't think that jose abreu should be given whatever he asks for to retire a white Sox player like if you're gonna overpay someone that's the guy here's the thing though here's the thing though you don't even gotta worry about that with jose abreu Jose Brady might just walk in and be like, give me a year and five mil. I'm here. Andre Dawson, here's the contract. Here's here's the check. Fill it out. I'll take whatever you put on that number. Yeah, just give me a year and five mil. I'm good. Just cover my mortgage. Let's roll. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just saying, like, he that wouldn't even surprise me. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but that, I wouldn't even be surprised if he does. That's he's how a, he talks he, about I, this team. I don't think they're going – but I don't – like, despite all the meatheads on Twitter saying they should, I don't think they will. He's too valued in that locker room. Like, there would probably be a mutiny in that locker room if you let Jose Abreu walk. Although I'm already here now. I'm actually, tonight, my first prayer tonight before I go to sleep is now, will you please make it happen that Jose Abreu will sign with the Cubs as a first baseman in DH this offseason for a two-year deal? Yes, Kevin. I mean, it would be. That probably be the best first baseman you guys have had in the last 20 years, are you? It's better than Frank Better than Frank Schwindel. You're right. It's better than Frank. Better than Frank. Um, probably true. It and is then, true. and then, not so much. But. And then, when Jose's career is over, when he says he's done, you make him head of like your international scouting team or something. Like you, whatever, and just keep paying him. The White Sox should pay Jose Abreu until he done. That's right. Keep the tradition alive. Just hire all these ex White Sox players and never get better. Jose Abreu. I'm, I'm not saying make him a manager. No, no, but that's the problem with the White Sox. They keep fucking hiring guys who are just part of the teams before and that's nothing true. changes, though. That's true. Chris well, Getz is like I'm your fucking player development guy. I don't need, hey, I don't he had a solid make... couple seasons chewing gum on the bench. Yeah, Chris Getz is not Jose Abreu, but. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still employed. He's still employed. That's the pro- say, exactly. So that's the problem. To the the whole, you know, positives from the season. Another positive from the season is I think the farm system took a bigger leap forward than I anticipated. Yeah. Closer Montgomery, minor league player of the year. Was he minor league player of the year? Or is he White Sox minor league player? White of the year? Sox minor league player. Oh, White Sox minor yeah, I mean that's. Mm, I was gonna say, uh, King of the Idiots. I, I, I yeah, thank you, thank you for putting it way it nicer like than I was about to mention. Yes, King of the Idiots. <laughs> okay, um, but I mean, Oscar Cole took steps forward. Yeah, I'm still a little bit concerned about Cespedes' development. Um, there's a reason why he didn't get the call up and Colas did. Um, is there any none. concern that, like, do the White Sox have any pitching coming up? No, I think Davis Martin. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, you're gonna get a healthy crochet back. Yes, crochet is going to help the crochet back. Maybe well, crochet, coming here from Tommy John. This year. Maybe crochet yeah, and their first, hand, 
firsthand testimony, he looks fucking dirty. So he's always been. I mean, I, friend of the show, Google. So I said he looks filthy. So although first year back after Tommy, they'll probably yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, first year back, I still struggle. Yeah, Tanner's coming, assholes. Let's go. All right, there yeah. you go, Tanner. When my kid, oh, yeah, my kid will be like six when he's up. Props to Davis Martin, though. I mean, I will say, like, Davis Martin, unsung, one of the unsung heroes of this team. Every time he got caught, it was like every time we needed a starter. All right, Davis game. Martin, come on in. And there was he some had, big games he had to pitch in, and he did a solid job. He had one shitty game. Tampa Bay he game. had one bad game, but, like, that's to be expected. One shitty game. Yeah. Tampa um, Bay game, he gave four runs in the first inning and then just shut him down. But I don't want like, this right, to get overlooked because I think I'm onto something, and this doesn't happen often. You put Kopik back in the bullpen, you make Crochet the starter. Dude, Ooh. I don't think Gary Crochet is going to be a starter. Uh, but you can see Tennessee. But but he um he his work, his, I feel like his rehab work has also been the rehab work of a reliever. Uh, he's not okay. going to yeah, be a back. It's going to be tough yeah. to throw him back in the throw him in the rotation. At this point, you're going to get what you can get from a okay, guy. Follow up out like that. New idea. Scrap that idea. New idea. You get rid of Liam Hendricks and you make Crochet your closer and save that money. I love that. I love yeah. that. I love because that. that's the thing. You, never can, you can trade Liam for something good. Big lefty that throws triple digits as a closer. Mitch, Liam, yes. Liam is our only yes. like trade piece. I'm fine with big trading Liam, especially with his value high. And I like that. That's fine. I mean, don't crochet there right away, though. Not right There's away. There's potential yeah. there, but like, but yeah, like um, eventually. Give it to him. He's ready. But he's older. He's an older. He's an older kid now. He's fine. Joe Kelly's gone. Graverman's been cheeks. Uh, Ray Graverman be hasn't been bad. He's like a two three eighty ERA. I don't trust Graverman whatsoever. When he Joe Kelly is gone, by the way, he yeah. still has another year. No, fuck him. Tell him to stay in California. I think Graverman. I just have no trust in Graverman whatsoever. Graverman has not been terrible. He's, he's had he's a one, couple bad out. He's one of those guys though. When he's on the hill, it just doesn't feel good at all ever. Like it's like two hard line drives hit at somebody, and then like he'll get a strikeout. It's like oh my god, like we There's got too many that. balls. You know what I mean? It's just another, but that brings me to another big positive from the season. Raylo. Yeah. Yes. Make him I mean, Raylo could be a closer. I can, yeah. I, I can see Raylo, Raylo being the closer. Yeah. And you could even work the Raylo crochet righty lefty closer. Oh, that'd be, yeah. Yeah, that'd be filthy. I mean, that well, seems to be here. becoming more of a common practice. I mean, the traditional setup man closer role, you know, I don't know. If he had crochet in this bullpen, you wouldn't have had to make the move for Deakman. Because that was the big thing. He's like, and then you make zero moves. Yeah, true. <laughs> it, you know the, the, the trade deadline. There could be ten you years from it, now. By the way, so you called it. We will have a goddamn like. Hopefully, we're still doing it, but we'll have like a pinwheels reunion show, and you guys will be like, "Oh, Zo, how are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm still mad about the 2022 trade deadline." How's the, the worst part team? about that? <laughs> I remember because it's like trade deadline season, and the White Sox hadn't make a hadn't made a move, and like usually trade trade happens, you want to like jump on it right away, especially for like writing articles and whatnot. Yep. So I remember the final day of the deadline, I was sitting by my by my computer like all day, and my girlfriend's like, "Hey, you want to hate?" No, 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 it's nope. trade deadline. I gotta be like by the laptop. So then finally, oh, it's like five o'clock. I'm like, all right, I'm going out to get some food. As soon as I left the house to go get food, they get they alert that's a trade. <laughs> It's like, are you kidding me? So not only was it only one move for a mediocre reliever, they did it the one time during the day I left the house to get food. So I couldn't even jump on it right away. Oh, I was so pissed. Oh. No, no. It's just, I, I will, I mean, you guys can visit me in the home when I'm like 
86 years old, and you'd be like, "What's up, so I'll be like, "2022 trade deadline was fucking embarrassing." You're gonna be like, "Dick." You'll be like Joe Pesci from all the Irish. Yeah. Oh, that. I that is that is one thing I will never let go. I just someone needs to explain it to me. I need I need Rick Hunter like call me and be like, "This is why nothing happened." I need to like know why. I'm just as upset with you, uh, so uh, we had a seat at the table and. Yeah, you know these other teams doing prospects. Well, you got a pretty, pretty good impression going there. You got the, <laughs> the tone, but it's just to the day I die, the 22, 2022 MLB trade deadline for the White Sox will just instantly like set me off. I'll just it's just it's disgusting. I just don't understand it. Don't understand it until somebody who knows. What actually happened that day? Like, can tell me like they were in on all these guys and actually why they didn't get what happened, or tell me that somebody wanted like Jose Abreu, Luis Robert, and Aloy Jimenez for someone or something. You know, like something crazy. Well, I they, mean, were, so they, they called the Angels about for Shohei all day, and yeah. then they found out the yeah. offer was too high. And like, oh crap, we just wasted half the trade deadline talking to the Angels about Shohei. Yeah. They then called you, about Otani. Then you're a moron. Then you then you're a moron. <laughs> you're an absolute. You're like guys, moron. wait, you don't want Larry Garcia? And like the fact that he Suspiris? he is willing to like publicly admit that, and he he doesn't care that he looks that dumb publicly to like fall on whatever this invisible sword is for Jerry. It's just unbelievable. Oh, I wanted to bring this up earlier when we we're talking about Abreu. What's gonna suck about that? Because I, I do think he's coming back like close to one hundred percent. Um. The Sox are going to be like, all right, you know, we got a, our leader back, our, you know, most consistent uh, hitter. We spend money on him. That was our big free agent move. Yeah, they're going to do the Larry Garcia. Maybe like, yeah, guys, look, we spend. Oh, God. Well, I mean, at this point. And it's going to be unfair to Jose because everyone's going to be like, oh, great. Cool. Jose's back and nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves, he deserves a good going out party wherever he's at. I didn't even hate the Liuri signing. Like, I understood it, but they don't even use him properly. Like, if you're using him as, like, the way he's supposed to be used, then he's a fine player to have in your locker room. Player, Other players like him. He's been there a while. He can play everywhere. But, like, they start him almost every day, which makes it so infuriating. And then you look at the contract and it's batting every. That was the worst part about it is that they did not use him. And they didn't add to sign anyone else. You sign, like, three other players or, hell, one other good free agent. No one cares about the Liuri deal as much. I gotta figure out which team I'm gonna root for in the playoffs. Seattle, yeah. Team Trackhouse in the '99. That's that's who you root for in the playoffs. The only thing oh. about the only problem with rooting for Seattle is the games are on so goddamn late. Mm. But aren't they gonna be facing? Are, are they, they late though? <laughs> no, are they gonna be facing like uh, Toronto? Mm, probably. I, I East Coast time. Up. I mean, I pick a team, but I'm gonna be gambling on all this shit anyway. So <laughs> I'm gonna just be rooting for my money. All right, fellas, I think it's time. I think it's time. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's time for the most anticipated podcast segment. Put the vibes up. Oh. Hold on. Tissue real quick. And where'd it go? Shit. Why do we have so many pictures in here now? Did someone delete it? (gasps) I blame the Bears. Oh, no. Here it is. Got it. Oh. It's NASCAR Minute with NASCAR Mitch. Hell yeah, it is. All right. Little teaser for next week. 
I, you were promised the how BJ McLeod, the uh, BJ McLeod origin story. Uh, that'll be next week. We'll, we'll, we will get to that next week. We're working on it. Um, we got to find out how this man got his money. So teaser. I love the research. I love the research going. We're we're putting in a good one. Unfortunately, there was too much to cover this week from Bristol, Bristol, baby. It's a third round of the third race of the first round of the playoffs cutoff race too. Now, before we get into the actual race, they have like their Xfinity series. It's like the triple a series for NASCAR. There's a character, uh, Noah Gregson that I would like to tell you all about. So at uh, Bristol, the trophy is a sword. And so Noah Gregson won this trophy. So the first thing about Noah Gregson is he like has this thing where he throws up after like every race he wins. And so he gets out of the car and there's just like puke all over his like uh, fire suit and everything. So it was nasty. And he just like constantly throws up. And then after he throws up, he always shotguns a beer. So every race he wins, it's like a tradition. He's won like six races. He always throws up and then shotguns a beer and then somehow (laughs) drives the car back into victory lane. So he's kind of a character. Um, So, after he won uh, this race, there's a video you can look it up too. He went to a waffle house with the sword trophy he won from oh, Bristol, right. and he was like hammered, cutting a waffle with his like Bristol sword trophy in the middle of a waffle house. So, don't hate it. what's this guy's name again? Uh, Noah Gregson might be my new favorite racer. He's gonna be in the Cup Series next year. So yeah, I, he's so on I think, the team next year. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so let's get to the actual race. This race was a shit show. I'm not going to lie. It kind of sucked ass. It was very eventful, but like it was the the passing was difficult. There was not a whole lot of passing and there's no tire fall off in the race, but there was like plenty of flat tires for some reason. So like usually in a race like this, part of the fun of it is to like some of the experienced drivers, like you'll save your stuff or whatever. And you'll see guys like passing people really early, but then they burn up their tires and you burn up your tires all of a sudden late in the race, people that have been saving their stuff, they can like make all the passes. So there's a lot of strategy involved in it. There's no tire fall off. You can go 100 laps. Like tires wouldn't flatten. So that made it awful. But like I said, there's plenty of incidents here. So cutoff race. There's a lot of guys kind of on the cut line. And I'll just go through the list of incidents because that was more interesting than the racing. So Harrison Burton, he skims the wall. He gets a flat tire. JJ Yelly, he loses a JJ Yelly, Yelly. Jesus, scrub. So don't really need to know his name anyway. Uh, not gonna, not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he blew a white front tire. Uh, Eric Amarola, he lost his power steering. Austin Sindrick, he hit the wall. He got a flat, flat right front. Ryan Blaney, he gets a right front flat. He didn't even hit the wall. It was just like completely random. And uh, it was an omen of things that come for Ryan Blaney. So Ryan Blaney had a comfortable playoff cushion, but this happens all of a sudden. The wheels literally start falling off. So he goes to pit. Double entendre. Exactly. So he goes to pit, but they don't put the tire on properly. So he's pulling out of his pit stall, and the tire just rolls off. And they're like, "Wait, wait, wait, come back!" And he's like, "How the hell do you expect me to come back? I have three tires." So he has to do like a mini burnout, spin, try and get back into the pit stall with three tires. Uh, So you drive to the seven. They put on the other tire. He gets out of the pit lane and he's like, okay, my steering's not working now. So he's going around the track. All of a sudden, like the rear of his car starts sparking because it's like hitting the ground. His steering barely works. So he has to go back into the pit lane uh, and they're trying to fix the car. So you have to like 10 minutes the way it works in NASCAR. You get 10 minutes to fix the car. And if you can't get it back out in the track in 10 minutes, like you're done, you're eliminated. That's how Chase Elliott got eliminated from the first race. So they're frantically trying to fix the car. They think they get it. They're like, go back out there. He goes back out there. He's like, dude, this is still shit. So then he had to go back. They took him behind the wall. He's sitting there as like the car's crooked and they're like trying to fix underneath the car. So he's like 30 laps down at this point. So if he doesn't finish the race, he's kind of screwed. So literally it was just get back out there and run all the laps and then you'll be safe. So his day was miserable because he was driving around with a broken car, like, 
40 laps down. We all so, did that in college. We did that in college. <laughs> so uh, then later in the race, uh, 10 car, he gets into the two car that hits the 21 car. He causes him to spin. So there's another incident. Bubba Wallace, he gets smoke coming from his car. His steering oh. randomly stops working. Meanwhile, Ryan Blaney's car back behind the wall, still trying to fix it, throws him back out. And I'm praying because my guy, Daniel Suarez, his car was junk too. So there's this thing in F1, it's called purposing, porpoising, like the animal. And so what that means is off the turns, your car just starts like bouncing, which is like a weird thing they have in Formula One they're trying to get rid of. I just so, Googled that and it came up with a way different video. Involved a dolphin, a nine iron, and a rubber. Go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> Two cars, one cup. Is that what yep. you got? Two cars, one cup. So it usually only happens with F1 cars, but Daniel Suarez's car was so bad, like his car was doing it. So he was just saying like the whole time he's just going around like bouncing and he's getting passed because like his car was just so slow. And so like he's below the cut line. So I'm praying. I'm like, all right, we need Blaney like out of the race. It's the only way we can get back in. But all these people are just having all these issues like Bowman's car, the 48. He lost his power steering. Martin Truex Jr., the guy that we're talking about had bad luck. He lost his power steering. Yeah, it was terrible. The power steering fluid. Truex, his car, they're like, all right, you're out of the playoffs anyway. Like, just park it. And so he opened up the hood, flipped off his engine, and then he walked to his trailer. So that was kind of funny. You know, I, I, I appreciated that. 42 car late in the race. He hooked the 43. That, that one goes to any other car. And then he walked to his trailer. So that, that was. Weird. Know, that was. Uh, Denny Hamlin. Another steering issue, and then he has tire issues too. So his tires just randomly shit the bed. Then Kyle Busch, another car on the cut line, his engine just blows up. So he's out of there. Now that's Kevin Harvick. Kyle Busch is a douche with a really good energy drink. He's a guy from Burn Notice. Oh, no, uh, Joey Logano. Joey Logano beat up Kyle Busch one race. Uh, that's yeah. why I was mixing them up. It sounds like they all they yeah. all need this guy. Yes. Yes, they do. All the tires just randomly going down. Yes. All right. So now we're getting near the end. So we have all (laughs) am that guy. Uh, So finally, like it's just been like, like I said, this is a shit show of the race. All these cars are just failing. Like no one's passing each other. Like you're praying for hold on. And then Daniel Suarez in his like bouncy car, he's going and he loses control and he causes this big wreck. His car somehow survived the wreck. It was already terrible, but like got even worse so he's just like kind of going around the track still but in the rack he caught austin Dillon, the three car who has the terrible reality tv show he slipped in in the last race i don't like him because his granddad owns his team and then uh, tyler reddick the guy that's sponsored by guaranteed rate but he had a car that said cheddars this week so i thought that was kind of cool but both of their cars got caught in the rack they both couldn't finish the race so they're out of the playoffs now because they couldn't finish the race they didn't have enough points so that suarez's crash eliminated those two which made him safe kyle bush despite the crash he still was five points to the good so he just had to hope like he could hang on even though he was out of the race which he couldn't now he couldn't hang on he got knocked out too so we had three guys out there's only one more car that was going to be out and it was basically coming down to kevin harvick or suarez so car harvick uh, we have his photo let's see if you can find him properly uh, yeah, yep, yeah. That, yep, yep. That's, that's him. Guy. That's him. Oh, okay. So, killer Bush Light guy. Yep. So yep. the first two races of this playoff, his car caught on fire in the first one, Not and then guy. the second race in Kansas, he oh, hit the wall. Guy. He hit the wall and he couldn't finish. So his first two races, he didn't finish. The only way he can move on to the next round is if he wins the race. Suarez just has to hope he finishes the race and Kevin Harvick doesn't win. But Harvick, you know, he's a gamer. He's up in third place here. Wait. So third place. And then, like I said, it's been very hard to pass this entire race. So his crew chief, track position's critical. He's like, yeah, screw the track position. We're getting four tires. And Harvick's like, all right, I guess. They go in to get the four tires, and guess what happens? It gets screwed up. They don't that's attach it properly. Tire comes off. That's Kevin up, doesn't finish it, uh, and then he falls back. Uh, so, yeah, it was unfortunate for him. So, finally, later in the race, we get our first pass for the lead, all race. And this is, like, in the third straight. Just Brad Kozlowski, Midwestern guy from Michigan. 
he passes Kyle Larson for the lead. So Brad could get his first win this year. Good for Brad, right? And then guess what happens? His tire doesn't work. It just blows up. <laughs> like his tire goes flat. He hits the wall. Chris Bell takes the lead. So Christopher Bell, now he's looking like he's doing pretty good. Guess what happens to him? His tire blows up. Now, oh, BJ McLeod, he just ran all the laps because he's going so slow. His tires are just fine, but, he, you know. He I have like a theory crazy. about him, by the way. I feel like he's just one of those guys that's just, like, happy to be there. I think so. I think so. Like, he just doesn't care. Let's just see this picture again. So, finally, mercifully, Chris Buescher takes the lead. His tires don't fail him, and he wins, and it put a merciful end to this long NASCAR minute and this long and incredibly boring race. Hey, know. there's Chris Buescher in the chat right there. So, Chris Buescher he is Brad Keselowski owns the team that Chris Busher's on. So Brad was all sad that he couldn't win his first race, but then he's like, all right, well, my driver won. So I feel a little bit better. And that's your NASCAR. Brad, Brad NASCAR sounds like the guy. Look at that. Brad Keselowski sounds like the guy from Monsters, Inc. Yes. Like Mike was. Yep. Yep. <laughs> One last mini nugget that I forgot Ooh. to mention last week. There was a big Ooh, free agency nugget. announcement. Yeah. Uh, it's called Silly Season in NASCAR. The free agency. So Kyle Busch, he's one of the best drivers Hold of on. our stop, generation. Stop, 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 stop. What is the name? Stop. They call their free agent season Silly Season? Swear to God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well call it that for the White Sox, too. But go ahead. Uh, Honestly, that would be a good season. Silly sock season. So he wants a lot of money from Joe Gibbs. And Joe Gibbs is like, I have my grandson coming up and he is cheap. So you're not getting your ride back. And Mars Candy, who is paying him, like he has all the M&M cars. They're like, yeah, we're pulling our sponsorship. We're not sponsoring NASCAR anymore. So now he's got no sponsor to pay him. And Joe Gibbs is like, well, I'm not finding you know, the sponsor. I got my grandson. So he's a free agent. No one knows where he's going to go. This week, he decided where he's going to go which was a shock to everyone. He went to Richard Childress Racing, who Richard Childress, back in the day, got into a fight. He put Kyle Busch in a headlock and punched him. Uh, and he famously said to someone before this, hold my watch. And then he went and go punch. He went to go punch Kyle Busch. And now Kyle Busch is driving for the guy that punched him. That's some mutual respect right there, though. Kyle Busch is like, you know what? We it can have this conversation. Like yeah, punched his head before. We're yeah, friends. Like We're this is a serious case of, I think the collegiate term is fuck around and find out. Yep, yep, yep. It sounds like this is a classic case of that. I'm still going to eat M&M's, but it's just not going to oh, yeah. taste. The it won't cookie crunch eat. ones, they're delicious. I have, oh, I had the new caramel ones. Those are really good. I haven't it's had Halloween a, season. a regular M&M probably since last Halloween. It's Halloween season right now, so all the these cookies. M&M's are oh, all on Halloween. Right and I got a two-year-old. I'm going to so be swimming in candy. I keep every time I go to the grocery store. Guys, costume yet? So. No. By the way, Little Zoe might be might be in the NASCAR minutes too. I, I see him. He's the young driver already. He might be taking Joe Gibbs' <laughs> spot pretty soon. Hey man, if he I can need get some paid, NASCAR footage of the little guy. He's just in his. Uh, I bought him one of those like uh, Hot Wheels, but it looks like Lightning McQueen. Yeah. He can't reach the pedals yet though, so he just sits in it. Hey, you know what? BJ McLeod started when he was two years old, so I'm never. Pretty sure sure I'm pretty sure BJ really? McLeod still can't reach the pedals. Yeah, that's that is well, probably true. He can reach the brake. I, I don't know if he can reach the gas. Clearly, I still, I, I'm, yeah, you just throw, throw a brick down on the edge of my seat on how that guy made his money. Next I mean, week, we will have the BJ McLeod origin story. It's it's going to be very anticlimactic. I guarantee it's going to be like his uncle died and he inherited a shit. Yeah, but like, I really want it to be like he had like a fireworks stand in New Mexico and he just like worked his way up from that or something like that. Like. 
I want it to be so hillbilly. It's not. Oh, I, I, I God, I hope it's like so hillbilly. Hillbilly Ponzi scheme. Yes, yes, yes. Please, please let it be a hillbilly Ponzi scheme, like Trailer Park Axel Grease. Or something there is a like guy that. back in the day. I forget his name, but he won the Twenty Four Hours of Le Mans, uh, which is a big race. Uh, I have heard of that. I yeah. have heard of that. He funded his racing career by selling weed basically. And so he was like slinging, he had this like boat and he would like pick up weed and like make drop off ship. And that funded like his entire career. Cause everyone's like, how is he getting all this money? Those well, are right there. And then the FBI caught him. And then, yeah, there, there's a documentary about him on Netflix. But I mean, oh, this yeah. guy oh, yeah. could easily have like raised his money, like filtering natty lights into another beard and he calling it homebrew or some shit like that. And like just scam the system. <laughs> I just wanted it to be something like amazingly like hillbilly and DJ's brew. Like I wanted, I, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be like something like amazing like that. Like he made like bloom crystal meth or something like something like crazy hillbilly. Oh God. I hope it's good. It's going to be something like he like slipped that wall. Probably will be, but... Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he like, <laughs> he like he's in a seven 11 and he spit on the ground from his dip in his mouth and he slipped on his own dip spit and then sued seven 11 and got like a couple million dollars and turned that into a racing team. You know how much you can get for a final store? That's what I'm saying. Slipping and fall pays for the bills. Smoke it, smoke it, smoke it, smoke it. Um, I don't know. Maybe next week we can start talking about off-season plans, like real off-season plans. Oh, buddy, we're gonna have like three months of that. Come on. You know what the best part about the off-season is, though? We're going to have fifth guests on here multiple times because we're going to have the old friend of the show, Jason Shreve, is ready to come on. We got yeah, that. Socks, should, I mean, should sign him. If, uh, if, you're, if you're still listening to this show, please shoot either us individually or the main account or a comment on the Facebook account. Any guests that you'd like to see on the show, realistic Absolutely. guests, dickheads. But like, I became a cloud. Yeah. That'd be so, yeah, imagine maybe Raleigh Fingers will come on the show. I don't know. Don't start name dropping because we, we can't make promises. Tony LaRusso. Yeah, like don't put like you first want, like, interview after yeah. getting fired. Aaron, Ju- Aaron Judge, like <laughs> it's like oh, I would love to have Aaron Judge on the show, but like it's not gonna happen. But if Richard, it's in the realm of possibility, and like we can make it happen, especially if it's another beat writer or blogger or anything like that that you'd always just wanted to see us work with or anything like that. Fitness guru, like Richard. Hey, anything's possible. I interviewed Jack McDowell earlier in the year. Anything you never know. Yeah. What if we got? What if we got a special guest guest for the NASCAR minute? That's what you're saying. What if you get like uh what if, what if you talk Joey to Logano to come shot. on here and with uh I would love to have Joey Logano on here. They, then, don't tough talk, talk it, Mitch. He's in Vegas. I mean Fitz can maybe get him on here and then I'm gonna right, this clip of to, yeah, yeah. and it's gonna be awkward. Amazing what people will do. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if he did show up and I'm like, hey Joey, real quick before we start the interview, I just need you to watch this clip of Mitch being like, I'd love to have that motherfucker on that show. <laughs> well, <by the> way, <laughs> I mean, we haven't even talked about this since, by the way. But the other night, we all—I mean, I might have had a couple, couple extra soda pops. But you know, there's the big race coming up in Vegas, and so we need—we need to first, know if first race of the round of eight, baby. How about a NASCAR Mitch video from live. Vegas live from a pit? I don't know. That'd be cool. Could happen. That one's probably a bigger, bigger chance than getting Aaron Judge in the show. I think so, probably. <laughs> probably it's a slayer. Pretty, pretty hard to pull that card. But yeah, that's 
going to be here. Right? Right. That's, uh, that's pretty much the show. Higher um, chances, either the Slacks or the Cubs sign Aaron Judge, or Aaron Judge ooh. comes on Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. Aaron Judge comes uh, on Pinwheels ooh. and Ivy podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, can um, we can half. Yeah, we could start doing hypotheticals. I mean, you, you, I know Fids and Aldo, you both know the drill, but Mitch, get ready for a, a lot of just weird-ass shows. It's off-season mode. If they haven't already been weird, they're gonna get weirder. Oh, they get yeah, weirder. Think about, oh, your wow. favorite base, think about your favorite baseball movie that doesn't involve a chimp that plays third base, and we're gonna then we'll move on from that. Um, still, still I mean, obviously, the obviously the throughout the throughout the playoffs, though, we will talk about like what's going on yeah. in Major League Baseball in the playoffs and all that stuff. But yeah, the season well, is technically not over yet. Um, right, confidence yeah. level. You're saying there's a chance three. I can't. Oh, compare <laughs> Wow, that was a hard oh, three right out the gate. Yeah, I'm sure about or, this. Or, I, I was no? assuming this question would come up. I'm at a three. Uh, 0.76. Kevin, uh, Kevin, you were uh, at a zero last week. Well, Kevin, I, I, was right. say, I, I said, I said how that 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 first series went, but then they lost. Now they've lost two in the first. It's 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 a, it's. If oh yeah, do, I guess that was before they lost tonight. All right, two and a half. If we can go to integers, I'm actually in the in the negative now. I actually am actually concerned that they're going to finish in third place um, at this point right now. <laughs> I mean, if they get swept by the Twins, uh, Jesus. Yeah, I think I'm like at a zero point zero zero five. Yeah, I'm at point seven six because like you have to like leave that like little margin in case like Cleveland just decides to lose every game. Lose out, yeah. <laughs> that means the we need it. the Royals Triple A squad to come through for us. Yeah. That's right, Zo. Just bet the Royals money line every game, Zo. You no. hit one of those, you're gonna clean up. It's true. Uh, White Sox exclusive postseason presale was started at 10 a.m. today. If anybody's interested, oh, that was oh. awful. I you wake up and you get that email. It's like, oh, you best rough timing, rough timing. The, the Wait, is it five or six? Now the app's not updated. Five. So it's five, right? All right. Well, it's four, so now it's gonna be six after we lose tonight. It'll I hope six. they start doing like fun shit, like calling Colas up, just yeah, to, you know, like whatever. Yeah, you know no. What I mean? I'm like, okay with start doing. So, real quick, just a feel-good stat to end the show. In uh, Mackenzie's oh, last 15 wow. innings against the White Sox, 27 strikeouts, no walks. He's good. I mean, he's been really good. He's been really good this year. In 15 innings. 27 strikeouts, no walks. I think he's going to get like a uh, really expensive Rolex watch from Marcus Stroman for his. Hey, season. you know what? Brad Kozlowski thought sure. he had the race in the bag too. And then he blew a tire. So, you know, Cleveland. They could lose out. So. The final stretch. They could. They could it's, blow it's, a tire. it's not over. I mean, it, it's technically. Full circle. I did say today on Twitter that I would not start doing uh, off-season plans Math. until they were mathematically yep. eliminated. It ain't over till it's over, ever. I mean, I'm, I'm not getting for, my hopes up. But. I'm all for of like an absolutely epic collapse by Cleveland. That would be amazing. And you know but, what, too? And you're gonna tune in every night because you do, and you're gonna take your medicine. Like you <laughs> so I was like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So they, they most, just released the Legends program, and MLB the show. Yeah, that so, might so, be. That, that's the thing. To, it's gotten with appointment television television to like, yeah, you know, if it's on, I'll watch it. I'll throw it on my phone. But I'm not like, going out of I'll, my way. I'll, to I'll probably be playing. I'll be on MLB the show and then I'll throw on YouTube TV on my phone and because I like listening to Jason yeah. and Steve. And yep. just, like yeah. I don't think Zoe's gonna be staying up for that for that No, there will be no more midnight bedtimes watching yeah. extra innings of the White Sox oh. play slap and tickle with the fucking twins. <laughs> I don't need that shit. Uh, on that high note, that's Mitch, that's Fizz, that's Aldo on Zoe. 
We'll see you guys next week. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the